0: سلام و- عليكم وعليكم السلام خويا أنتي لبس.
1: أنتي كويس ما عندي من
0: <مهما> شنو ana rajul ana ma shi mara ma kintsh rajul ma kintsh mara hna ya bda
1: tfemesh ma Saudi jazairei
0: ah ma fhemsh sidii this is a a little bit of illustration about the, the importance of of uh, grammar and language and communication. Now, I happen to be—I uh, ha- ha- happen to have worked in Morocco for a period of eight years. I learned Moroccan Arabic. Uh, my, my friend here—he—he um, he learned uh, Tunisian Arabic. Now, Morocco and Tunisia are what a thousand miles apart. I don't know. And you'd think the, the language would be more more or less the same, but they're not. And in, in fact, we were just exchanging pleasantries here, and we. we and uh, grammar came into play, different, different grammars and different vocabulary. And all of a sudden, we were not understanding. I didn't have a clue what he was saying, and he didn't know what I was saying either. It was, uh, it was interesting. Anyway, uh, Dr. Smithers here is, is going to talk about a little bit about this.
1: Well, one of the things that did unite us at the end is we said, well, we just need to sit and drink our coffee <laughs> because we can't understand each other.
0: And I didn't understand drinking coffee part of it. Oh, but. okay.
1: <laughs> Uh, well, having lived in North Africa, certainly language is, is one of the uh, important things to, to understanding and making ourselves understood, and it can be really frustrating uh, when we don't understand uh, one another, and certainly grammar is the, is, is the vehicle to, for language to be understood. Um, in my studies in history, I've also found that, that historical tools are, are a helpful way to connect with people in communication, and, and while I was doing doctoral studies, uh, and living in North Africa, I was doing doctoral studies on early African Christianity, and so studying church fathers like Augustine of Hippo and Tertullian of Carthage, uh, people who were innovators in Christian theology. Well, they lived in the same place that I lived uh, that is now well, over 99% Muslim. And as I was carrying out my research, I was pleasantly surprised to see that, that Muslim friends and North African friends were interested in their own history, even though it was not uh, an Islamic history. And this led to opportunities to give lectures and to give presentations at academic conferences. And, and I remember on one occasion giving a, a, a paper on Augustine and his view of friendship and, and community. And it was necessary for me to, to base his ideas on community, on his understanding of the doctrine of the Trinity, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Which is, a, which is a doctrine that's very difficult for Muslims to understand. But because Augustine is really theirs, he was a North African, I was appealing to someone from their own history. And so this wasn't taken um, uh, in an offensive way, it just made sense that I was covering the history and it was a great joy to, to have this basis for dialogue with Muslims about something like the Trinity. Um, I remember another time I was giving a lecture on Africa's early Christian heritage and even talking about the faith of some of the church fathers and Christians in this, era, uh, of this period. And at the end of the time, during the question and answer, a student stood up and said, what does this have to do with me? I, I'm a Muslim. And I said, that's a good question that, that really only you can answer. It's, it's like asking me, I'm, I'm North American, what do the Navajo or the Sioux uh, Native Americans have to do with me? I can learn something about my history or I can reject it. And, and again, it just became a wonderful foundation to promote understanding and dialogue and to talk about some important matters of faith.